the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k24 you can get your copy through the link in our description it helps support the show and all that good stuff myself momentsy alongside me as always the three-time nba champion mr bj armstrong bj how's day how's your day been going so far oh well it's incredible it's incredible well but you know you know sometimes some days well you just get lucky you well today is my day so you know it's coming to it's coming to fruition real name no gimmicks and i'm getting my 24 hours in today so you know hopefully all of our listeners are uh they're doing the same just get it in and that's what i'm doing absolutely absolutely but we got to talk about um what's been going on in the nba but i saw something today that caught my eye Oh. The Athletic have released their NBA teams tier list where they rank NBA teams. And I thought oh. that we well, could what, have a what, little discussion. They're ranked the teams based on what? What we've seen so far this season. Okay. So they've done it in a pyramid shape, but it doesn't make sense because, well, it's not an even amount. Of, if it's a pyramid, at the top there's one team and below it there's two. And then below that there's three or four and then so on and so forth. So over at The Athletic, you pay for a subscription. Hopefully that subscription cost goes towards educating them on what a pyramid is supposed to look like. However, we are going to discuss what they've put because at the top of their pyramid, they have the contending tier. And in that tier, they have the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, and the Milwaukee Bucks. BJ, are those the four teams right now that you look at as contenders in the NBA? Well, Mo, when I look at the NBA... Now, it was our good friend, Scott Perry, parking lot Perry. He mentioned the parody that now exists in the NBA. Mm -hmm. When I look at this, you know, this is the first time I'm looking at it. I'm going. Philadelphia has to be at the contenders list. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. They have to be at the contenders list. Okay. The Indiana Pacers, based on the early season play, and by the way, they beat your Boston Celtics. Who you're not going to talk about that? You well, you predicted it, so it doesn't make it any less hurtful to see. Yes, you predicted that they were going to beat your Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. However, based on last night, they're better than playing or better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're going through. We're going through. So let's start with contenders. I would say, but I will say this: based on record. Um, based on, you know, I, I, I guess their, you know, the, the, you know, the reputation. Okay. I see why they have those teams, but we have to base it on performance on the court and based on performance, I would, I would have pushback on many of these. Okay. So 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 let's go through through it. So contenders, I agree that the Sixers should be in that contenders spot at the top with the Nuggets. Uh, that Jamal Murray missed some time, but when they're fully healthy, they do look like the Denver Nuggets. They've got great, great contributions from some of their role players who have been stepping up a little bit at the start of the season. Um, do you believe the Timberwolves are in the contenders list? Because for me, when I look at the Western Conference playoffs, I wouldn't be shocked if we see them in the Western Conference finals. Well, based on how they've played yeah. thus far, you, I mean, you you have to have them there. They're in first place. I think Currently, they have the best best record in the league, or a certain tie for the best record in the league. No, they have like, the best record in the league now after so the Celtics lost to they, Indiana. They, I mean, how could you not have them up there? Yep. They have the best record after a month 
well, over a month, you know, in the season. So a quarter of the season has already been played and they have for the most part been at the top or in second place all year long. So for sure they belong up there. Do you believe the Bucks belong in that contenders tier, right? Based on what we've seen from them this season, do you have them down okay. to true contenders? Because from well, looking I, at their defense this season, and we all know defense wins championships, I don't have them in that top tier right now. You know, Mo, I'm always reminded why I watch sports. And I must watch it from the point of humility, and I must be humble. As much as I would like to think that I know something, I, I really don't. You know, your Boston Celtics, as I like to refer to, just a couple of years ago, they reminded me of why you play the game. They weren't doing well in the first part of the season, and they didn't mm -hmm. really turn it on to after January. Yep, end of January, they made the run. Okay, so Mo, anytime you make a significant change in your roster, and you start adding core pieces to a group, it's going to change the complexity of your team. So you are correct in saying that their defensive presence currently is not good. However, on their reputation and knowing that those guys in that locker room, they are championship proven they're championship tested and they have time now i think they know this i think they're gonna if they're gonna make a push they know that they're gonna have to be better on the defensive end and i'm gonna give them time however based on their reputation i probably are gonna have them there because as you know i i will never bet against Giannis. <laughs> okay yeah um but they're gonna have to improve so and because of that i think they are right there because in the end they have the talent to do it. And mm -hmm. I think Damian Lillard and company and those guys will figure it out. But however, they are not playing what I would consider championship caliber basketball, but it's not because of lack of talent. They have the talent to do it, but they haven't put all the pieces together just yet. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Like if the playoffs started today, I don't have them in my top contenders category. Uh, but that's that's a fair enough point. Just below those four teams or five teams now that we added to the Sixers, we have brink of contention in which the Athletic have put the OKC Thunder and the Phoenix Suns. Now, do you agree that the OKC Thunder are on the brink of contention? If a few things fall their way, no, the no, no, no. I, that's listen. You know, well, it, it's very the hardest place to go is from mediocre to good. This is a team that wasn't, they were in the play-in game, I think, a year ago. They win mm -hmm. one game, if I remember correctly, to New Orleans, and then they go down there and lose to Minnesota. Now we're suddenly saying they're going to take a team who didn't make the playoffs to just go into the brink of contention. You know, Mo, there's steps to this. Mm -hmm. There's rules to this. Would you love for that to happen? Absolutely. But that's ahead of schedule. However, mm -hmm. I think this team right now, they're playing solid. They're playing good basketball. You love their talent. And most of us would agree their future looks bright. However, Mo, that's a big jump. And I'm not expecting to go from play in to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, you know, Mo, like, you know, you, 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 before you start getting there, you got to take your bumps. You know, you need a couple of disappointments. You know, you look at Jokic. I don't know his exact journey, but he had some disappointing games or series in there before he finally got over the hump and they won it just a year ago. Mm -hmm. So that happens to everyone, to every player. They certainly have a great player in Shea Alexander. 
this kid, Chet Holmgren, looked like he's going to be a terrific player for years to come. And for them to be playing meaningful games, if they were able to advance just out of the first round, to me, is a huge win for this organization. Let alone now me expecting them to get to the conference finals. No way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to go there. They, they have no experience mm-hmm. to do that, but they do have great potential and great talent. And you just never know when that talent is going to really come together. But I'm not anticipating for them to just jump over everyone else and get to the conference finals. So are there any other teams in the league that you look at right now who are on the brink of contention? Do we agree that the Phoenix Suns slot in nicely at that second tier as we stand? You know, Sacramento, to me, is on the brink. Okay. And the reason I say that is because last year they had home court and they lose game seven at home. That's a Mm -hmm. disappointment. Now, I think this team is fully expecting to advance than they did a year ago. Now, they lost a a key game or the play-in game last night to the New Orleans Pelicans, who we talked about. Mm -hmm. I will say this again. That New Orleans team, if they could stay healthy, that's a major problem in a must-win game. Do you have them in the brink of contention above just being a normal playoff team? The only thing that I have with New Orleans that's concerned to me is health. Yes. If they are healthy, Mo. This team is a problem. I'll say that. Now, that's a big if. But that's the same with Phoenix. Yes. CJ McCullough has just returned. Zion, well-documented his issue. Brandon Ingram, if those guys can just get to the floor, my my man, Grand Theft, uh, Mm -hmm. if if all those guys are healthy, Trey Murphy is back. Jordan Hawkins playing really well as well. Yes. Herb you, Jones you, you, is there. Herb they Jones. Got a deep squad. And Jonas Valanciunas in the middle Jonas, holding it down. V uh, uh, is, hey, they have a nice team. If they are healthy, Mo, I would put them on the brink of a contention. Why? Because I think they are a team where they don't have one guy. They have two guys who, to me, is just a major problem on the offensive end. I don't think you can match up with those guys. Brandon Ingram and Zion, if they're healthy in a series – that's just a that's just a matchup nightmare for the opposing team. Mm-hmm. Then you put V, CJ McCullough, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, and they have depth. They to me expose the depth of the other teams mm-hmm. that they're playing because it's not a big drop off. Larry Nance as well, like they've got yes, players on their it. roster if they can get they them more healthy a, at the same time. They can get them healthy. So this team, my own personal take, but they haven't proven that they should be the brink of contention. However, when you look at their roster, I'm going, that's a bad draw for someone in the first mm-hmm. round. <laughs> I don't care who, I don't care where they're at. That's a bad draw just because of their personnel. So I think between them, Philadelphia and Sacramento, to me, those teams are teams that are ready to take because I think they have the understanding now of what's needed. Mm-hmm. You know, just a couple of years ago, New Orleans was, you know, they were pushing the Phoenix. They were giving the Phoenix Suns minus Zion all they can handle. Mm-hmm. The Sacramento team now, they've got a they got some bumps and bruises on them right now. And, of course, Philadelphia, they have yeah, something to prove. They've got, got a Philly in the, the contenders category here. So Yeah, I think they should be in the contenders, Philly. For, well, I mean, this guy was the MVP last year. I mean, I yeah, and this just, kid, uh, Tyrese Maxey, who, you know, listen, you can go back and, and, as you guys say, get the receipts. I was saying this a year ago. You were saying it. Tyrese Maxey, if you put the ball in his hand, this is who we thought he could be. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's showing everybody 
he is an all-star caliber player. I mean, I think he had a 50-point game this year or something close to it, right, uh, mm-hmm. this year. It's this important. kid is sensational. I mean, and um, and now they have a depth. And I think this is really underrated. The trade that they made with the L.A. Clippers, I think, is an underrated trade because of the name. The Clippers clearly got the biggest name. However, I think they got really quality players. Toom, Covington, just the, guys who know their role and can play yes, their role it has fit in beautifully with this organization. They're playing very well. And again, if they're healthy and if the big fella is healthy, I think they're going to be a major problem there in the Eastern Conference. So then we go down to the playoff teams. And you've got um, the OKC Thunder. We've got them down there in the playoff teams. The Athletic have the Orlando Magic. Do you think the Magic are a lock for being a playoff team this year? This is a big jump. Again, you know, I'm, I think I started off the week by by highlighting the Orlando Magic. I mean, yep. I think they are above where they even thought they were going to be at this point during the season. I think they have overachieved. However, Mo, I would love for them to prove me wrong by being consistent and staying there for the entire year. I think they are ahead of a schedule. They should be thrilled that this team has shown that they have the capability to play with anyone, especially at home. So I would love for them, I would love for them to be a playoff team. However, I think if I'm being modest, I think they should, their expectations probably coming into the season was to be a play in or better team. But where do you have them right now? Well, I think that's where I, I have them as a play in or better team. Okay. That's where I have them now. Now I want to see how they're going to maintain this level of play. Okay, so they had a they had a real bad loss the other day. It was like about 30 points or so. I can't remember the team. It was just uh, after we'd recorded an episode just, about how yeah, good yeah, they were like against yes. Brooklyn. They went down early. Mikhail Bridges had a huge first quarter. Yes. So I think this is a play-in or better team. I think that's realistic. I think that is, to me, that's a phenomenal thing for this team. However, right now they're playing certainly – to be in that spot where they're at playoff team. However, Mo, I'm not ready to say and put that type of pressure on a young, on these young guys just yet. Okay. Um, well, the athletic have the Sacramento Kings as a playoff team. You've got them on the brink of contention. They've got the Sixers as a playoff team. We've got them in the, the contending tier, the Dallas Mavericks. Do you have them as a playoff team or do you think their hot start to the season could tail off and they end up in the play? Well, here's the thing, you know, <laughs> my take on the Dallas Mavericks is, is I feel like I'm just I constantly oh we're not doing this again no, I'm no, not no, I'm no. not no, I'm just, not going to say that just say yes I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to say this Luca is too good not to be a playoff team mm-hmm. Luca alone okay not only do you have Luca you've got this other guy Kyrie Irving like well I think that's fair to yep. expect them to at least to be a playoff team yeah so. The thing is, Mo, if they don't make the playoffs this year or they are a play-in team, then, Mo, I, I, I'm going to, like, now you got to start saying what's going on. Luka is too good. Kyrie Irving's too good for them not to be a playoff team. Grant and Williams. That's all I'm going to say. You know, Grant Williams, whoever. And, Tim and you know who's Jr. been really good? Derek Lively, the rookie, playing the five. Yes, yes. So they, um, But, but Luka, without question. Mm-hmm. Should be a play. You should expect any team that he plays on to be a playoff team. 
Um, so then the Athletic also have the Pelicans as a playoff team. We've got them slightly ahead of that. And they've also got the Knicks. I think the Knicks are definitely a lot for the playoffs, right? You would think so, Mo. You would think so. I, I think the Knicks have been playing Knicks brand of basketball. They're just kind of, you know, I don't think they have reached the elite level. However, at any given night, they can win a game. They're going to play hard. You know that brand of basketball. But you're going to have to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. And and when I say beat themselves, they're going to play extremely hard. They have Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle. These guys are capable. R.J. Barrett, good defensive players, good role players. However, they don't have a Giannis or a Jokic or an Embiid or a Jason Tatum. But they're really, really good. So I think this is the right place for them. I think they are a playoff team. However, more I think the other teams are getting better. Like I didn't expect Orlando to be there, mm-hmm. you know. So there are other teams that are, I think, are breathing right down their back. I mean, the Pacers right now, you could argue yeah. they could easily. They're going to be a know, tough first round matchup. So, so you have them as a playoff team, not just a playing team. The Indiana Pacers. Well, I'm going to say that I'm going to say that the, I'm going to say again because they did not make the plan last year. That. That's a good goal for them. That's a realistic goal for them to be a play-in or better. However, Mo, they look like a team that is much better than a play-in team. I mean, mm-hmm. they really expose a glaring weakness of your Boston Celtics last night. The Celtics have no bench. Yep. Okay, the depth of the Pacers was terrific last night. Yep. And you can see how that could wear a team down, especially in a seven-game series. Yep, because they all energy all the time. And with the exception of Sam Hauser knocking down a bunch of threes, the Celtics really have nothing coming off their bench, yes. Um, yes. which is so was I, my big concern at the start of the season. Yeah, um, so, but I think this Pacer team is another team that they're playing well, Mo, and they're playing confident, especially at home. And when you see young players start to play with confidence at home, the next step is to see if it translates on the road. And this kid, Halliburton, well, he's playing like a star player. So you got to give him credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other teams they have in the play-in or better bracket, they have the Atlanta Hawks. Do you think that's where they need to be right now? I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment for them, the play-in yeah. or better. I think that's a fair assessment for them. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that's correct for them. But I'm a little disappointed with that. Yeah, I, I think I think with the Cavs, a it's team. a big emphasis on playing all better because they had so many injuries to start the year that they didn't really get a nice stretch to start off the year with all of their guys out there on the court. So I would be shocked if they weren't in the postseason. I would be very shocked. They, they should be. They should be a playoff team. I mean, Mo, they have three All Stars, and Evan Mobley is arguably their best player, and he mm-hmm. hasn't even been named to an all-star <laughs> team yet, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So I think this team right now, because of injuries, they are maybe a little underperforming. However, I like their team. I like their roster, and I'm still waiting for them to figure out their chemistry. But I, I'm... Well, it's, been, it's been a couple of years now with that group, so... Well, it has been, but, you know, last year was Donovan Mitchell... His first year there. Mm. He's been hurt this year. They've had some injuries. The the kid Darius Garland has been in and out. Jared Allen year, as well. Jared Allen. And again, I, I, I'm just expecting 
this kid, Evan Mobley, to take a leap. I watch him over the summer. Then it's not translating. Something's going on there in the regular season. It's, it's, it's weird because sometimes you think about young players and if they were drafted to teams where they were the guy, like how Paolo was drafted to the Magic and straight away he was thrust into that role with a big expectation on offense, would Mobley's career so far have panned out differently if he wasn't joined by... Da- Jarrett Allen and Darius Garland, who made all-star teams and then trading for Donovan Mitchell. Um, so a lot of it is situational. But the other teams they have in that bracket is, one of them is the LA Lakers as a play-in or better team. Now, over the summer, everyone talks about how good the Lakers offseason was. Um, so if they're going to be a play-in team, was their offseason really that good? Do you have them in the play-in or better category? Well, Mo, if they are in the play-in or better, I think that's a that's a that would be a huge failure for them. Okay? Yes, I, I think this team, without question, the construction of this team is at a minimum to be in the playoffs. I think the way they constructed this team, they're taking a run to be a contender. <laughs> I, I don't think they so. Which were... which tier would you put the Lakers in right now? Well. The way they're performing, they're performing like a play-in or better. But the construction of their team, I think I think right now the construction of their team is to be a contender. That's the one thing about LA. You don't you can't sell to a Laker fan base. We're just trying to be a play-in team. Mm-hmm. Especially with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So you know, they show you glimpses. They're going to play tonight versus the Phoenix Suns. The Lakers fan base are expected to win this game. No doubt about it. The Lakers fan base are expecting to win the championship this year. All right. When they put together this team, you know, that's what the Lakers are all about. They're all about the banners. They're like you guys out there in Boston. Yeah, it's all about banners. Don't have as many. So right now they are underperforming. No doubt about it. And if And if they play, they keep playing this way. If they get a first round exit or play in, I think the fan base was would consider this season a huge failure. Yes. I think at the very least, this team is expected to get to the conference finals and to the NBA finals. That's just a fact of the matter. So if they are playing currently, which I think is I think is correct right now. I think they are playing like a play-in team, but I, I would think they would say internally that we got to figure out how to get this done. Now they've had some injuries. You know, they had some guys kind of in and out, so forth and so on. But without question, the expectations with this fan base and in Laker land out here is to be a contender. So they got to figure out you how to get they're up in the right spot, though, as the playing or better right now. I think they're right. The way they're playing, I think that's yeah. a, that's a that's an honest assessment. And what about the Miami Heat then? But hey, you know what? Mo, I've missed on the Miami Heat for the last five years. I don't know what to do. In, All in I the know Discord, is... after your three principles of a team, in the Discord, they were saying it sounds like BJ wants to be the head coach of the Miami Heat. <laughs> no, uh, all I'm saying is I'm observing the Miami Heat, and, and everyone else needs to observe them because they keep kicking everybody's behind every year by getting to the, to the conference finals, to the NBA finals. So what I will say about this, Every year we have them in the plan or play in or better. Every year we go, well, there's no way they can do it. They don't have a first round pick. They don't have, you know, but two players that are star players, Bam and Jimmy Butler. We tell you every year they got eight players who were undrafted. And every year 
they get there. So I don't know who's the other team that's going to get there, but the Miami Heat, when it's all said and done, it's like death and taxes. (laughs) They're going to be there. So you know what? I can't bet against Miami. I I think in in a weird way, they like being the underdog, though. Like they like coming in as a lower seed and surprising the world, especially Jimmy Butler. Well, I I think, but you know what, Bo? When you look at their roster, how could you, like, raise your hand if you're not a Miami Heat fan to say they're going to get to the NBA Finals last year. Like, just raise your hand. Like, I didn't hear people saying that. You know, Mm -hmm. you and I do the show every day. I didn't hear an overwhelming favor of everyone in the business end. This is the Miami Heat's year. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't hear that. Now, what I do know, Mo, is that when you look at their roster, they figure it out. And and if you listen to us yesterday, I just tried to point out the obvious because clearly, Mo, they have a formula that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's clear it works. And it's clear this isn't a one-hit wonder. It's clear it's based on sound principles that work where you plug in players, whether they were drafted, all-stars, role players, or what have you, it works for them. Okay. They they put Kyle Lowry and these guys coming off the bench. And they figured it things out down there and they get the results. So, but looking at the schedule, you you would say, yeah, playing are better. That's okay. about where they're playing right now. I, I don't have a problem with that. So, but we always know that when it's all said and done, they're going to be in the contenders. We know that. Yes. <laughs> now, yeah. I'm not ready to say that, Bo, but we know one of the teams are going to be there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then the next tier down from that is teams who are looking to make the play-in. So there you've got the Toronto Raptors, which I think is a fair assessment. You've okay. got the LA Clippers, who, you know, after a slow start with well, Jim Mo, Harden, he started uh, I, to look I, I, like no. himself again. Well, Mo, I, it's another team that should be up there with the contenders. This team was not built to be looking to make the play in. I mean, that's that that would be a huge problem if this team, the way it's currently constructed financially, Mo, just economically yeah. looking at the way this team is constructed, for them not to be in the play-in game, Mo, would be a mm-hmm. would be a huge disappointment for the LA mm-hmm. Clippers. So they got to pick things up there. Uh, the other team that's there is the Brooklyn Nets, which I think is fair. Um, the Golden State Warriors, who are two years removed Disa- or a year a and a half removed from being champions. Disapp- yes, that's a disappointment. This this is another team. The way they are constructed, that yep. would be a huge disappointment for them to not make it. Yep, but a team that is there that I think is, is great to have there is the Rockets. I think now, Rockets can make the play in. Hey, hey, and I want to clap. I want to clap mm-hmm. for them. I want to give them... For this team now to be looking to make a play in for where they were at a year ago to all of a sudden have some level of identity at this stage. Oh man, that's a huge win. So mm-hmm. give this team credit. Coach, Coach Iduka has come in and put a little, literally a little fight in this team mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have a little toughness with them now. So I think that's, awesome for this group and for them to be playing and playing very well, you know, a couple months into the season. Well, one team that the athletic didn't put in the category of looking to make a play and that I think should be in a category is the Memphis Grizzlies because 
They've had a horrible start to the season, but John Morant is just what, like six or seven games away now from returning. Right. right. And they will definitely be looking to make the play in when he returns. Yes. Um, adding an all-star caliber player back to your team is gonna do great things for them. Yes. Uh, and now you've got Desmond Baines had all this experience as the guy. Now, say a team's tried double on John Morant, you've got Desmond Bain who's going to be playing with more confidence, more comfortability in that role. Um, so I think that the Grizzlies deserve to be shifted up a tier because below that you have the teams who are not tanking yet, but maybe soon. And that's the Jazz, the Blazers, the Hornets, and the Bulls, which I think all four of them make perfect sense being in that category. Um, You know, look, the Memphis Grizzlies to me is obvious. Like, you don't just take a John Morant. You know, we forget last year that they finished second in the conference. Mm -hmm. Now, when you start taking Steven Adams out of the lineup, you take Dylan Brooks out of the lineup, you take John Morant out of the lineup. Brandon Clark off the bench. Okay, Brandon Clark. So you take three starters – they're six man, and then what? What? what who else can absorb that in the NBA? Not even the greatest player in the universe, Marcus Smart, could have saved them. Okay, okay. So right now, as I watch them play, they've been competitive. They've won on the road. They beat Dallas. I think the Dallas Mavericks just so what last week or something. Mm. They play. They're a competitive group. Now, what I do like about this group is what you said, Mo. I really want to see what's going to happen six or seven games. Who and what they can become. Because they got a they got a pretty nice group of role players around them. Mm-hmm. And if Ja Morant returns back to the level that he was playing at before all of this happened with his suspension, Mo, this could be a very interesting team. Okay, this could be a very, very interesting team. So that's one. Now, let's talk about our Bulls. Your Bulls. Talk about my Bulls. (laughs) Don't bring me that. Until they offer me that GM job, it's not going to be my Bulls. Um, You know, Mo, I'm going to say this, but when I but I know otherwise, when they put this team together with Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. I don't know how you can convince anybody that their goal should be to be a play in or better. Their goal clearly with just those three guys. With Lonzo and Caruso too. So with Car- they're Caruso, trying to contend. Yeah, they're trying to contend. But at the very least, Mo, I think it's obvious for us to say that they expect to be a playoff team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now, Mo, I would look at the Bulls, my Bulls, and I would go. They're, they they are at a crossroad here. They're going to have to make a decision. Whether they want to do it or not, they're going to have to make a decision. Because, Mo, the way their roster, and look, you have a max player on your team. A max player. DeMar DeRozan is coming up. Vucevic, you've already committed to. Something is have to, has to happen here. So I think the Bulls are in a very peculiar place um, that they're going to have to make a decision. The Charlotte Hornets, you know, Mo, I, I, I mean, look, Lonzo has been hurt. You know, he's currently hurt right now. When he's healthy, Mo, he provides hope. You, you know what? 
And any given night, you know, with him playing, he's going to do something. He's entertaining to watch. He's a big guard. Clearly, he's a a really good player. But Mo Health is a is a is a concern right now. Okay, they just got I think Miles Bridges is back playing here. Now, mm-hmm. Mo, we gotta we gotta figure out when are they gonna take the next step. You know, I love the coach down there. You know, I think they they think they're well coached. I, I think Brandon Miller as well talking about the Hornets. Brandon, Brandon, yeah, Brandon, he's starting to get more comfortable now. Brandon Miller is a nice player, but now, but all of this depends on their health. And Mo yep. Mello has not he's, been. He's healthy. out for a little bit now as well. Yes, and then yes. Gordon Hayward, it'll yes. be interesting to see if they trade him. That's another conversation for later on yes, in the season. So I, I don't. Yeah. Um, so and Terry Rozier as well. Um, so I think all of this depends on the health of Mello. Melo is yeah. healthy. The other guys. Well, I think that's why they're in the tier of not tanking yet, but maybe they will be because if they can't get healthy, then it'll just be another year of yes. trying to get a good draft. So I, but I think that's about correct here. But when they're when they're healthy, mode, they're fun to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. That's here. I'm not sure what to think of the the Trailblazers right now. I think I'm really I don't know what to think of them. I, I, it's interesting to me because there's a lot of games where they're in it until the very end, right? And you have like Brogdon doing well and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think that they're also a team who's not tanking yet, but maybe soon. But an interesting stat I read today is if you look at the record when Scoot Henderson plays versus when he doesn't play, even though fans online say he's been a bust or he's had a really disappointing start to his career, they are that much better. They are much better, sorry, uh, when yeah. he is playing compared to when he's not. So I think for them, they're going to try and compete. And then as we get past the All-Star break, they'll, you, you know, know it's just a, play the amazing, young players more It's minutes. amazing to me. It's amazing to me how we evaluate these kids. There's fans you know, online okay. who were calling him a bust after well, like five it, games. And yeah, I'm looking I mean, at it like, here's come thing, on, man. Though. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And let's just say it here. You know, Mo, when you're young, <laughs> which no one says, but let's say it. like Because we got to like, these are young people, right? And young people are impressionable. Young people, they need encouragement. Young people need, you know, the most powerful thing, even with my own kids, is to believe in them and believe in them maybe when they may have a little, you know, maybe they have a little confidence issue from time to time. It happens to all of us. But, Mo, when you believe in somebody, then, Mo, you know, that that, that that's a powerful thing. That's a powerful it's a powerful tool to have in the toolbox when you actually believe in someone when possibly they may have a little confidence problems themselves. You know, Mo, this, we talk about all these things, player development, youth movement, draft, getting players in the draft. But then, Mo, five games later, we're like, oh, this guy can't play. Mm-hmm. Mo, you know, when you look at a player like Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram should be one of the examples of why you have to really wait for like five years before you can figure out who's who. Because the Brandon Ingram that you saw for the Lakers and the Mm -hmm. Brandon Ingram I just saw last night, he was so good last night. Mo, I rewatched the game today. Oh, he was making some crazy buckets. Now, now, you mean to tell me right now, Mo, that the Lakers couldn't use Brandon Ingram. When you draft these players, ladies and gentlemen, you need – a minimum of about 60 months to figure out who's who. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you 
are committing to on draft night. You're committing to a young person and you're saying not only is the player going to grow, the person has to grow. And Mo, we all grow at our pace. Mm -hmm. Some players will get it in a day. Some players may get it in a year. Some may take two. Some may take five. But when you look at Brandon Ingram right now, you can't tell me that the Lakers who drafted him wouldn't want to have Brandon oh, Ingram yeah. in a in a in a LA uniform. Oh, hey, yeah. well, same with Julius Randle and Josh Hart and, and, and all of these guys. That's what <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So let me say this before you start saying who can and who can't play. Either we're going to commit to this youth movement because it's a movement now that has been sold to our fan base, right? Mm -hmm. That was my whole thing about this whole tanking experiment. When we stop demanding performance, performance has to be number one, number two, and number three. This is professional sports. Mm -hmm. And performance has to be at the forefront of professional sports. Once we started making player development a part of our business, then Mo, this thing could go all over the place. Mm -hmm. That's why I, oh man, he's just the old school. No, it's not about old school. It's just Mo, this is what it is. This is what it is. And if you're going to come up here, play. Mm -hmm. hey, that, if, you could, if you're going to come up here, perform. And that's my two cents on all of this is now that we've made this decision as a league, now we got to abide by it. All of us, because clearly the fans have bought into it as well. So we can't have it both ways. These young, these young players need time. Brandon Ingram to me is the latest example of why you can't give up on these young people. Cause he is a phenomenal talent. I mean, I, I was watching him. I was like, man, Mo, he every now and then he reminds you, Mo, like, he's really good. <laughs> he's mm -hmm. he's Mo, he's really good, right? You know what I mean? Like, like I was like, I've I've always been impressed with this young man, even when he was back in Duke. But to watch where he's come now, Mo, I mean, he's a some of like he's the off-balance finishes that he's making. Oh, I see one like he, he, yeah, he tried to hit Euro, then the defender stood in front, so then he like Euro steps, but like backwards diagonally and shoots it off one leg, and it was crazy. Yeah, he's a he's a he. I mean, Mo, like I, so and he had a tough summer as well. You know, he wasn't playing yeah. that great over the summer, and, Mo, and now he's bounced a, back. And, and Mo FIBA is a different game. Mm -hmm. That's why you got to respect the game. Like, just because you're good in the NBA game doesn't mean you're going to be good in the FIBA game. But it doesn't mean because you're good in the FIBA game, you're going to be good in the NBA game. Mm -hmm. These are always different games, different rules, different approaches. But when he is in an NBA game and he's a primary scoring threat, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Especially on a night where Zion had a quiet, quiet stat yes. line. Um, but the last tier is incomprehensibly bad. And that's your Detroit oh, Pistons and the Washington Wizards. Yeah. And I don't think there's any discussion there. But I will have some pushback with the Spurs. Yeah. I mean, I will have pushback with the but Spurs. But they I don't are think getting I don't absolutely think... destroyed in nearly every yeah, yeah. game that they play. Yeah, but that, I, I wouldn't say the Spurs, you know, <laughs> right now the Pistons are just, listen, my, my Pistons, 
<laughs> my pistons. I'm gonna own them. I gotta own them. I can you talk about my pistons. I got. I can own them. I, you know, I didn't. You know, I'm I'm wearing a shirt today when I came over to Europe to watch my. That's pistons. right. That's right. Okay, so I'm not gonna run from that. Right now, my pistons are not looking good. Right now, okay. Mm -hmm. Right now, they are struggling. They and they, they they're they're struggling. That's an understatement right now. But I I I I will say this. When you have a young team like the Pistons, it's really difficult to develop all of those players at once. All right? You're developing Cade, clearly. Jay Nivey, Jalen Duran. They have the Thompson kid now, Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart. I mean, it's really hard to develop all of those young players at once. So at some point here, you're going to have to make a decision. Who's the core of your group? And then you have to add to that, right? You like So, you know, in business, I always like to say you have your more and then you want to add, you have your core, I'm sorry, and then you got to add more to it. And the more to this core group, whoever they decide on, is going to have to be veteran players who's going to complement their core guys. Mm -hmm. Okay? And that way, so you could stop saying the more Instead of developing the more, you got to know what those guys can do every night, right? Whether it's shooting, rebounding, defending, to complement the players who you feel is going to be able to carry the group someday. So I haven't met anyone yet who said they didn't like their the, the talent of the players they have in Detroit. However, right now you can see that because of the inexperience of those players, the consistency in that in which you need to play at in this league is not there right now. Mm -hmm. Now you would hope Bodankovic Bodanovic just came back. Not that we're looking for a guy to save the group, but you're going to need veteran need players who can put the floor like we talked about yeah, in previous Burks, episodes. Yeah, you Burks and these guys. When you start putting those level of professionals on the floor, now that will open up everything else because you need consistency to play. So I like their pieces, but they're not playing well. Well, that's that. We're going to have to see through the season how these teams progress. And hopefully your Pistons do get something going together. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to get we're going to get something. Mo. We're going to get it'd something. It'd be nice to see. It'd be nice to yeah. see. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to get yeah. we're going to we'll get see. we're going to get going. You know, we play. Uh, I think we play the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. So at home. So uh, well, we'll see. Well, it's, it's, it should be some good games tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and then tomorrow we'll be looking at ahead to the in-season tournament. Um, as that looks. Oh, who you got? Who you got in a game? Uh, who you got? Who um, you got? Well, the, the game's going to be done by the time the fans hear this. We're recording this just before um, the Knicks and the Bucks go oh, head right, to head. Right, right. Um, but I've got, well, you said the Bucks and I said the Knicks. And then you said the Suns and I said the Lakers when we did this last week. Yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm gonna, I, you know, I, I was. I'm going to go with my gut here. There are 60 seconds until tip off, BJ. Okay, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going with the Knicks. Hey, I'm going, with, I'm going with the Knicks. I'm going with the Knicks, and God, the second game, Suns. I'll say the Suns. Nah, man, you, you, the Celtics are out. They got to have the Lakers in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> God, Mo, I'm not saying say anything. That. I'm not saying you, anything. I'm you would say. You would I'm just say. Saying. Yeah, you just say. I'm just However, saying. I'm just saying. I'm going with the. I'm going with the road team. I just. I want for this tournament, right? I want a team, Indiana, New Orleans, or the New York Knicks. 
I want one of those three teams to win it because I just think it's better than the big name franchises or the big name superstars. You know, like LeBron's won championships, Giannis has won championships, KD's won championships. I, I want one of these underdog teams to win it. That's my wish. That's but we'll see. I will be okay. back tomorrow to wrap it all up and then predict the uh, the outcome of the uh, semifinals. And then the final is on Saturday. And then we'll have Scott Perry with us on Monday to uh, break down the final of the in-season tournament. But until next time, thank you for tuning in to the Hoop Genius Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to the show. We appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure you join the Discord. The link's in the description and put in your questions to be answered on Friday. And most importantly, over all of that, get buckets.